In 2019, a crack commando duo was sent to prison by the FCC for a crime they did not commit. These men promptly escaped from a maximum security prison to the podcast underground. Today, still wanted by the government, they survive as fugitives. If you have a problem, if no other podcast can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the devil and the gent. Ladies and gentlemen, I finally have tracked down the devil. He's been on the run for at least a couple weeks now, calling basketball games, doing whatever the devil does on the road. So we apologize for skipping out on last week. Um, But like I said, we have tracked him down. The devil is here and live on the phone. Devil, where are you calling? Where am I calling you from? You're calling me from hell, baby. I'm on the road still. I have called... 12 basketball broadcasts in the last two weeks. Been to venues. Been to, yeah, these all these invitationals are doing nowadays, John. And they bring people in left and right. And wow, I mean, I've been on. I've been just slammed. I've, I've enjoyed doing it. Running a lot of obstacles, but you got me. And I'm wasting time sitting here enjoying a good uh, gin and Nyquil cocktail. Before I fall asleep and get another hotel room, and now I'm on my way back to grandmother's house, but you know, through the river and under the woods and wherever else. <laughs> grandmother's house, I go for Thanksgiving. At least I'm trying to get there. But anyway, I'm glad I'm on here on the uh, East Coast now and off of. Uh, it's been rather traveling. Yeah, a lot of travel. These invitationals, crazy stuff. Now, now, can you say this? Were you in somewhere tropical, or were you just going across the United States? One weekend I was in someplace tropical. Okay. Another weekend, another weekend I was the furthest thing from damn tropical you ever want to imagine. So I got to see both ends of the spectrum in two weeks, and that includes the casinos too. Oh. Well, I was going to ask about that. Coupe de, coupe de la Grace. Yeah, like like you're in a back alley, you're going to get shanked or something, shivved, whatever. You have any luck at the casinos? I did. One a good run, craps, yeah, four and ten. You it's find any uh, back rat tables? I know you're a big back rat fan. Yeah, a little bit of back rat too. It's just some success there, and had a good time. And, and I've actually played all night in like a, a uh, high limit Texas Hold'em tournament. So okay. I got to play. Yeah, and I, I did, and I made it. I thought second place finished. I got lucky. I got all kinds of cards. So yeah, it was a good good evening. Yeah. So and then and the basketball was great. But I'm just fine. Do you know what a swollen damn a uvula is? Do you know what a uvula is, Jed? Are you saying a uvula? Uvula. Uvula sounds like an instrument. <laughs> yeah. Well it is an instrument. It's an instrument of death in the back of your throat. It's that big ass old punching bag thing back there in your throat. Okay. Oh, okay. It's thumb hanging down. That's your uvula. Jen, gotcha. Now that I'm giving a medical lesson, I got a swollen uvula having to call back-to-back broadcasts <laughs> on a night. I woke up. I couldn't even swallow half of an inflammatory pill I was supposed to take to help me out. I couldn't gargle water without puking it all up in the sink because my uvula was punching it all back out. I couldn't do anything. And I had to get to a broadcast to do this. 
gent, I have faced some hellish times and some rough goes of it, but nothing prepared me like a swollen uvula. That's how the broadcast came. It does. It does. <laughs> Listen, it, it's terrible. I mean, just, just these were the kind of – it was a crazy trip. I hey, know. but I bet you got it done like a true professional, though. Yeah, I mean the the shaman who hooked me up. I mean that's uh, that's uh, definitely gave me some words of advice beforehand, and I was able to I was able to carry through with the help of one incredible play by play guy behind you. I am partnered up with just this awesome talent of play by play when it comes to the art of basketball play by play. So yeah, it's easy to be a color guy for that kind of dude. Oh, and I'm sure your color is the most colorful. Well, I don't think it, it lacks any anything on the spectrum. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I try to do everything, you know. Speaking of colorful, man, I get some of these damn. Uh, what about some of these Cleveland fans? Huh? What about oh some man, Cleveland well, Brown fans. I was going to ask you. Yeah, while you're sick, you get to you get to watch any of any football on Sunday. I know we talked a little bit about the Steelers before the podcast, but. I am so looking forward to the Steelers just going and in, in, in just beating the hell out of the Browns this Sunday. I think they're going to get ducked up by the Cleveland Browns. No. I mean, come on, man. This last play, uh, let's put to bed this stupid thing. Miles Garrett comes in, squashes Mason Rudolph only after he throws a shovel pass. Mason Rudolph gets his face mask grabbed, and all of a sudden, Damn, Miles Garrett's trying to rip his head off, trying to rip the helmet off, rather. I'm going to be unbiased here. He's trying to rip the helmet Now, I'm sure they're, they're jawing back and forth at that point. Gets up, right? And then they're separated. And then, and then for a moment, and then the helmet, Garrett pulls him up, face mask. He pulls off Mason Rudolph, his helmet by the, pulls him up by the face mask, pulls his helmet off. Is that not factual? No, I mean, that, that's right about, yeah. All right. And then continues to take the helmet, take it back. Rudolph gets up. Now, I don't know what the hell Rudolph was thinking running at, the, at him at that day. Why would you want to add some big crazy dude just ripped your helmet off, looking, looking, you know, just in a menacing way? I don't know, but he did. I Rudolph, appreciate the bravery, but a lot of stupidity in that, gonna, too. It's not about him. Okay, it's about what happened next. It's about what happened next when all of a sudden Miles Garrett takes his helmet and swings at Rudolph's head. You know, and, and imagine if his helmet would have caught him smack in the face. That was a big enough swing. That would have been think about a pumpkin sitting out in the sunshine for a couple of days, a couple of weeks after Halloween. That's yeah. how easy that's the, that would have been ugly. So with guys like Michael Irvin are using words like Hey, it was despicable. That's it. He's got to go. I mean, that was what was afterwards. So, all right. If you're Mason Rudolph, boy, you got you got a heart. This dude, I feel bad for him. Yeah, I feel bad for him. But you know who I feel worse for? Is yeah. I feel worse. The Cleveland Browns fans. <laughs> you know why? I, you know why I feel worse for them? Tell me. Oh, I plan on it. Don't worry. <laughs> I feel worse for them because when they get down here, when they come down to hell, I'm waiting. 
and I got a special place for them. Oh, oh man. man. Are you serious? Cleveland fans bashing a pinata of Mason Rudolph's head with helmets out there and your, your little tailgates and your parts. That's what you're doing? The Steelers now, third-string quarterback, who doesn't even know who he is yet because of the concussion. He got his ass rung up a couple weeks ago in Baltimore. I'm convinced of that. Mason Rudolph doesn't even know he's Mason Rudolph. I said, but they're beating the hell out of him in effigy? In effigy, gents! They're passing a pinata with helmets in effigy! Yeah, I mean, it's the weird to make the mockery. His biggest crime is getting a glancing blow with some crazy nutso dude swinging his own helmet and hitting him in the fucking head! That's it! That's his biggest crime. You got more tough enough to drop an F-bomb. Oh, I had to. I had to, and I earned it. I, I earned it because of the last couple of weeks on the road. I've earned it because of all the crazy nonsense I've been dealing with, swollen oobalas and everything. Oh, yes, I did. And I earned it for having to endure that watch that nonsense. And while I'm speaking of nonsense, while we got the Pittsburgh Steelers fans' attention out there, you know what? Some of these jabronis, with the Pittsburgh media, I'm calling them out too. What are you calling them out for? Being absolutely terrible and negative <laughs> and sucky and caustic, and it's ridiculous. It is bad. Pull up, it's really pull bad. Up the Pittsburgh, oh, screw these guys, man. That's why I called them out. I did it on our Twitter account. What are we, at Devil and Jen? At Devil and the Jen. There we go. Okay. You know, it's just terrible. Their podcast sucks. They're terrible. Pittsburgh Post-Gazette actually had a commentary today on one of the, um, the Steelers' a completely opinion article, kind of alluding to bad things about Tomlin, which is just crazy. And then they said, I'm looking for the author's name. Withheld. The author's name is withheld at his request. Oh, that's so soft. Are you... Freaking kidding me! How are you going to spin this? Is a sports like section, and, uh, a sports section, and they went on and lamented about, oh yeah, and it was about all the Tom one with the media and the short answers and and yada yada yada, and it was like, are you yins of kidding me? That's terrible. Come on, Mike Tomlin is like six and five, playing with a bunch of freaking hobos from Washington Avenue and Lurton Street somewhere. Come on. Average well, like age, probably like 24. Receivers. My God, we got dudes that were washing cars two weeks ago running the ball. <laughs> Come on. But really? This may be Thomas' best job ever at 6-5. and five. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I agree. Spot with this group, we want a third-string quarterback named after a little waterfowl bird? Come on. <laughs> Go, Doctor. Hey, the devil is all behind Devlin. It sounds good enough. It sounds close enough. I'm all about it. Yeah, me too. I think everybody's about the duck. And I do feel bad for Mason Rudolph because, I mean, he doesn't seem like a bad guy. He's kind of got a tough break, especially the last three you weeks. No, I'm telling you, it's a damn hit in Baltimore. Go back and watch it. Anybody, go go YouTube it or do your little boob tube it or I don't care what the hell you do. Just watch the thing and you'll learn that Thomas 
sometimes it's sort of drilled him. He fell in an absolute heap like a load of dirty laundry on the turf that day in Baltimore. Yeah. His so eyes were out before had, he fell. Yeah. So much they had to... I mean, he just went down like a damn limp fish on the, uh, you know, 30-foot outboard of the Tony Soprano takes out before they do it. Never mind. Anyway, Jay was terrible. He was knocked the hell out. Okay? He was done. I mean, he was on the floor lifeless. Juju Schuster's calling over to him, like on all fours for concern. He saw the Steelers running into the picture like, oh, my God, Pouncey included. You know, they were really concerned that he might be dead. He wasn't moving, Jack. So that was – Earl Thomas lays that on him, all right? That was just a couple of weeks before, and I feel that that is – he still doesn't even know who he is. Right, yeah. I, I don't think yeah, that he should be done. I mean, that to me, that was – they had to cut his face mask off with, like, welding saws and something you see in some – yeah, making like a – I don't know what, like a Jaws of Life type deal but with laser surgery on his face mask right. just to get him and off that- the field. Yeah, and Devil, you, you know how it is. You can be as tough as they come, and you might be cleared on paper, but a hit like that can change you, no doubt. Yeah. Hell, yeah, it would change me. It would change me to think, like, you know what? I've made a couple million dollars. I think I'll go buy a car dealership. That's how it change me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'll invest in some commercial real estate, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but. anyway, yeah, that was – I, I look forward to the rematch, and, and then I'm, I'm glad it's not. I'm glad it's not Mason starting the game. I'm glad it's uh, Rudolph, and that's for Mason's sake too. Because you know what, if the Duck doesn't get it done, they're going to go to Mason Rudolph, and then they'll get the fans cheering for him. Yep, exactly. Good boy, that's it, a massive game, though. I mean, that game's got a lot of wild card impl- implications, right? The it is Browns a playoff game. It's a playoff yeah, game no right doubt. now. Six and five versus five and six. The Steelers win. That basically takes puts Cleveland to bed. Okay, if Cleveland if Cleveland were to win, Pittsburgh's got a chance, but it would be something crazy. Like they'd probably have to run the table. Right. So yeah, it's definitely a, a similar to a playoff game, if you will, in the ketchup bottle that is Heinz Stadium. Yeah. Hey, but before we get to Sunday, we've got some. Uh... Thursday Thanksgiving special. Oh, we're all over it. Right in the tea day. Right into Thanksgiving. What are you doing Thanksgiving, Jen? I'd imagine I'm eating turkey somewhere, but mostly I'll just be drinking some beer and watching football. It's kind of the tradition. What about you? Yeah. Well, I'm going to hang out with some, like I said, some some uh, close uh, friends this Thanksgiving. So I'm just going to go to his family friend. It's very chill. In fact, he's a uh, a basketball coach at a certain level that I will not divulge. But he is and doing it for a while. And he and I are very tight. It's really good. Our families are tight. And it's just it's two families that, you know, friend, friends that have become family, basically. So it's a good thing. Good tradition for me. Such is the life. So, yeah. Shout out to everybody out there. My family. Jen's family. Everybody's family, okay? That does anything to do with Devil and Jen, that we appreciate you. And so the best Thanksgivings were with my mom, dad, just chilled, laid back, doing nothing but watching football yeah. and eating. That's it. Yeah. I mean, just enjoying each other's company and, and rolling it on. So happy Thanksgiving to everybody out there. And, yeah, here we go. Now for you degenerates in the family, hey, bring it on in here. Bring it on in here. That would be a big hug. Come on. Come here. 
So we're going to talk about these three games. All right. Jen, have you looked at them at all? Or is this all me? I am pulling them up right now. I oh, have them up. Okay. Well, let's do no, the first one. I had, a, I had a few notes. Um, so the first game is at 1230. Uh, Bears are at the Lions, and the Bears are minus three. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm going to make this real simple. The Bears. Minus three. You like the Bears covering there? Nah, I don't get it. They're going to win. And then the three-point, you know, three-point spread means that you only win and don't cover like one out of 14 times. So you ignore that. Right. Yeah, and then, so, I think the Lions just, I feel I feel bad for them because Stafford just had a pretty solid year before he got injured. Yeah, but they've been done since. And they yep. haven't shown signs of life. And I'm not going to bet on them now. And the Bears didn't win last week, so they're showing they still have a pulse. And they got that defense that all it takes is a turnover to and, you know, just go with the Bears. That is probably the game I like the least out of the three. But uh, you go with the Bears. Do it. Do it. Do it for Ditka. Do it for Papa Hallis. Do it for Walter Payton. Do it for Jim McMahon's headband. Just do it for the Bears. Jim McMahon's headband. (laughs) Yeah. Remember when he mooned the helicopter? Good times. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. The Bills. Cowboys. Yep. Okay. Um, Bills going to Cowboys. Okay. So we have, let me get this straight. We have an 8 and 3 team in the Buffalo Bills. Yes. Going to a 6 and 5 team that is the Dallas Cowboys. Who is nearly a touchdown favorite? We have, right now, I'm looking at it as a touchdown favorite. Right now, yeah. Dallas Cowboys are a seven-point favorite in all the courts. Okay, so we're going to be right around us. All right, let's make this simple. An eight and three team is getting a touchdown from a six and five team that's looked kind of sketchy offensively the last couple of weeks against an eight and three team whose defense is. Bad Ase with a capital A, right? And they're right. getting seven points. Oh, okay. If you needed something else, look, let me pass you a little bit of this. Oh, I don't know. Would you like pumpkin pie or would you like the apple pie? Which are you, Jet? Pumpkin pie. Which one? Uh, more of an apple. All right. So here you go, Jet. A big ass slab of pumpkin pie for you. All right? <laughs> All right. There's your apple. There's your apple. A la mode. Boom. Throw on some vanilla. All right, here we go. Now, the Cowboys are one in seven versus the spread on Thanksgiving in the last eight years. Cool. Which shows me it's an inflated number, and Vegas doesn't give a damn who's going to win by how many points. They care about where the bets are coming in. And Vegas is going to set that line because they know that's the one day there are more money placed on the Cowboys no matter what. When, where, how, which, why, whatever other antecedent my English teacher did not teach me. It's bullshit is what I'm saying. It's right. always going to be inflated towards Dallas, so that gives you a shot. It's proof is in the pudding there. The figgy pudding, if you will. You like figgy pudding, Jen? It's all right. I'll eat it. I never had figgy pudding. I don't think I want figgy pudding. <laughs> Still the sound up to the test. Anyway. Cowboys are one seven spread 
We already broke down the logistics of the rest of it. Take mm-hmm. the bills. Take the bills. Don't overthink it. Take the bills. I'm telling you, that's 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 the pick of the day. That is the, you know what, you sit there across from your sweet little window-licking niece or whatever, and you grab the wishbone, and you're like, yeah, let me get some crack. That is the bills plus seven on Thanksgiving with Dallas. <laughs> the window-licking like niece. <laughs> that picture you painted there. Is that wrong? Is it that felt wrong? so true. It felt so true. <laughs> okay. Doesn't everybody have, I mean, I don't. I don't mean any disrespect. Okay. So, then you get to the prime time. By this time, your Uncle Albert is, like, pissing himself drunk. By this time, shit, you've had three scotches yourself. By this time, there's just all kinds of stuff going on in the house. All right? Now, Saints and Falcons, that's the prime time game. I am going to – there's a turkey factor here. Remember, I don't like doing trends usually, but I found a big one. This is a turkey trend factor. Okay. The under has come in. Eight of the last nine Thanksgivings on the primetime game. Wow. Under has come in. So I am blaming this all on that trip to pseudophetamine thing. What's that with the turkey? The trip to said what? <laughs> Tryptosuitophetamine. What is the turkey? It's got some type of tryptophed, pseudophed. I don't know what the hell it is. Oh, There's I know. You're, you're talking about what makes you sleepy. Yes. Yeah, I yes. follow you. Yeah. So whatever tryptophed, I think. I don't know. So, but that's the turkey factor. You figure these dudes, they're still eating some turkey with their family. I know the train on the Super Bowl. Ah, they sneak some damn turkey in. Tell me they don't. So I feel like they got that that stuff's working by the primetime game. Right? Oh, that's an interesting theory. It slowed them down. So that's why we're sitting on a trend of seven out of eight. It doesn't matter what my theory is. The trend is still seven out of eight. So with the Saints Falcons, it's a high over-under relatively at 49.5. So we're going to go ahead, and I'm, I'm thinking the Saints defense is okay. Hang in there, and we're going to take the under in that guy. Based nice. on the trip, trip to Fed theory, yeah, the Falcons kind of seem to be playing a little bit harder for their coach. They don't want to see him get fired. It's kind of the story you're hearing out of Atlanta. So it all starts yeah. with the defense. Yeah, I'm going with the trend. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not any big fan. I got news for you. I'm just going with the trend. I really right. am. But it makes keeping sense. it simple. Keeping it simple on Thanksgiving. I like it. Yeah, I want them making hard decisions. Hell with that. So, so you want to recap it? Yeah. So we got for you, okay, the first game of the day on Thanksgiving and Randall Bell picks. We got the Bears at the Lions. Right now the Bears are currently holding between a two- and a three-point favorite. We're saying take the Bears, take them all the way. Next we got on tap, of course, it is the Dallas Cowboys. And it's the Buffalo Bills that will be invading. Bills getting a touchdown as of now. Take the Bills and the points. Again, it's the Bills. Plus seven. And finally, in the prime time game, we have Saints and Falcons. This one, we're going to go with the super trend. Under 49.5. Under 49.5. Saints Falcons in the prime time. You take those three, you sweep up your little trifecta of bitcoins there, and you tell them where you got it and who made it for you. 
How about that? That good? Uh, I like it. Yeah, I think so. I don't think it sounds professional. Yeah. All right. Hey, you know what I want to talk about for a minute? Yeah, go ahead. I want to talk about the Lakers. Oh, the Lakers. Okay. You just want to talk a little bit about LeBron? The ultimate millennial. Jen, Jen, I want to talk about the Lakers because okay. I'm a Lakers fan. And you know what? We could do that here. That's why we're not ESPN, all right? We're not We're not any major carrying network. You can kiss my ass. <laughs> we're not catering to any one specific thing on Twitter. So all you Twitter trolls, you also can kiss my ass, eh? All right. And for those of you who think that your podcast holds a candle to ours, you too may put the smooche on my buttocks. All of you, <laughs> all of you, kiss my red ass. I'm going to talk about the Lakers because I'm a Laker fan, and that's why we do this, and that's why I can't do this. Lakers, 15-2, and two, Jen, and I lost the first game. So they're 15-1, and one, if hell math is still right. 15-1. and one. Since that opening loss, one eight straight. I mean, they're sitting where they are, and you, and and the Golden State Warriors, how oh, we man. have fallen from the yeah, in the last yeah. place standings at three and fifteen. I am glad there is order restored to the hell on earth that is Los Angeles and the California area in great to know that the Lakers are back to being on top of the West and the Golden State Warriors are looking up and licking the heels and the boots of everybody because they're at the bottom lug rung. That's all i got to say. Well, you don't want to talk about your boy LeBron, no Anthony Davis, no Alex Caruso? What do you want me to talk about? <laughs> I got both signed up to come spend eternity with me, and they're both whooping a whole lot of ass right now. In fact, signing factor was when I got Anthony Davis's eyebrow to sign on with me in addition to Anthony <laughs> Davis. Okay, so, yeah, we're looking pretty slick down here, and LeBron appears to be on a mission to show all the naysayers and the doubters, and it appears he's getting away from all the nonsense, maybe, and he's just going to throw himself in the basketball, and if he does that, well, let's not forget, folks. If the voters didn't get just plain out bored... He would have been the MVP probably 13 of the last 15 seasons. Yeah, right? it's a good point. Yeah, it's a good point. Unfortunately, you just can't give it to the same guy over and over again because the optics. But, I mean, he essentially, like, he's he averages a triple-double, and he's just so efficient. He is not efficient. He is an ass-kicker in every sense. <laughs> he is just incredible. He really is. So, I mean, that's... He, if he's dedicated, and AD, because of his defense as well, and LeBron needs that. He needs defensive players around him. So, yeah, it's good to see the Lakers back being relevant. It's early. I take no shots at the Warriors. We know that I'm a big Steve Kirk guy, so I'm not taking any shots at them. Just Per your yeah, Twitter photo that we posted. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That was uh, good stuff there. Well, Devil, I think we should uh... – Probably wrap this thing up. Um, do you have any Sunday picks you want to give? Yeah, before the NyQuil fully kicks in and I pass out and hit my head here on the earth, that that would be a good idea. Yeah, I got a pick this Sunday. My pick is this. My pick is 
the Cleveland Browns are going to get their ass kicked by the Pittsburgh Steelers in the bird. I love it. And sent home for the season. That's my pick right there. The Steelers are the underdog for the first time in 30-something years. Longer than you've been walking around alive and breathing, gents. Okay? That isn't going to sit well. And the duck is going to fly in and probably throw some ducks too. But do just enough. And a big play by the defense. We'll leave the Steelers victorious yet again over the Cleveland classless Browns. Sam Weiss was right. Bunch of classless fools.